Kilda, I'm Strawn, and you are listening to the Bridgetown Daily Podcast. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. When I was about seven years old, I entered into the criminal world. I started a stealing club. Now, it may sound kind of funny to you, but I was dead serious. At seven, I managed to coerce my poor younger cousin into joining a stealing club with me. I was the the head man, so to speak. It was the 90s, so it consisted of wearing those kind of fluoro bum bags. I don't know if that's what you call them in the States. Oh, I think you call them fanny packs. Um, We call them bum bags here. And, uh, you know, around the waist, we'd go into dairies and we'd steal chocolate bars and lollipops. And then we would bolt down to the forest behind my house and we would eat them as quick as we could. And then, of course, you know, there's that whole scale of escalation thing. You know, it just gets gets too easy to eat lollipops and chocolate. So we started stealing my grandma's jewelry. And, of course, you know, a seven-year-old has no idea how to pawn off gold jewelry to anybody. So he buries it in the backyard. (laughs) Anyways, eventually, lo and behold, I decided one day to push the limits. And when my dad had taken me to the supermarket, I convinced my younger cousin to take his bum bag with me in and we stole stuff. And we're leaving the supermarket and getting to the car. And my dad looks at me and he's like, Strawn, what's in your bum bag, mate? I was like, oh, nothing. Just fashion accessory there, dad. You know, just wearing the old bum bag. It's pretty cool. It's the 90s. And I didn't say any of that. I was like seven years old. And he's like, oh, I'd like to see it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he opened it up. He saw all of the stolen things. My dad, being the amazing man he is, made me go back in confess to the shopkeeper and apologize and then when we got home I vividly remember him saying Strawn go to your room kneel down and pray that God would forgive you for what you've done (laughs) now to me as a seven-year-old it sounded pretty serious I'm sure he probably said it now I'm a dad I think he probably said it with a bit of a smile on his face but I vividly remember getting down on my knees and praying God I know that I have wrecked this life of mine. I've pushed it to the limit. I've ruined myself. But if you will just forgive me, if you'll just have mercy on my little seven-year-old soul, I will follow you for the rest of my life. Now, it may sound, um, you know, just like a small event in my life, but I look back on that and I realize that something began in that process with me that lasted for decades And it was a form of prayer and a way of understanding God that was primarily transactional. Transactionalism to me is this idea that God died on the cross, that Jesus came, lived and died on the cross to fix a broken issue. Transactionalism is a way of saying the primary purpose of the cross was forgiveness. And it's in many ways very true. Jesus came and died. He forgave our sin. He cleared the way to remove shame from us. But then what? What do we do once we've been forgiven? Is God the God that we come to just for forgiveness when we do stuff wrong? Or is there more to it? Well, in Colossians 1.19, we read this powerful declaration of God's intention through Jesus. It says, For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, 
making peace by the blood of his cross. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Now, it's going to seem semantical, so let's get into it for a second. The difference in how we approach God between approaching the cross with its primary purpose as forgiveness is so different to approaching it with the primary purpose being reconciliation. Here's how we define forgiveness. The action or process of being forgiven or forgiving. In other words, forgiveness is like someone breaking into my house, stealing my things, me catching them and saying, I forgive you. It's fine. I'm not going to take you to court. I'm not going to ask them to imprison you, but stay away. I don't, I'm just, we're done. You know, just, just don't do it again. Move on your way. That's forgiveness. It's making a wrong right through grace, the process of forgiving. But reconciliation is different. Reconciliation is the restoration of friendly relations. Forgiveness says, it's fine, I forgive you, let's let it be. Reconciliation says, it's fine, I forgive you, let's get back to where we began. Let's get back to the embrace, to the friendship. I don't want to just be on a level where our wrongs have been righted. I want to be close with you. Transactionalism in prayer treats our relationship with God like the cross was there to sort things out, and that alone. It doesn't move forward into the next place of God. Now that we have confronted this, now that we have seen healing and restoration, I want to know you as a friend. That's why prayer is better understood as communion rather than prayer, because I think sometimes we think about prayer And we think about the transaction or the sharing of words, whereas communion is our whole self coming into the presence of God's whole self, being seen and known with each other. So why does this matter right now? Well, I think sometimes what happens in moments like this is we can end up giving so much more rise to transactionalism in our life. Because we're stressed and we're anxious and things are crazy and we don't know what to do. It feels tough and it feels counterintuitive to just go and abide in God and enjoy Him and love Him in moments when the world is so chaotic. And that's okay. There's no judgment there. It's not like God's disappointed because we're struggling and we're, we're seeking Him for things. But if we have a view of the cross that is primarily about sorting out our wrongs, and isn't about the restoration of the closeness we had with God when he first made us in Genesis. Then in moments like this, we feel like all we can do is intercede. All we can do is cry out that there is no space left for abiding. Transactional prayer says the most important thing right now between God and I is that I pray for forgiveness and pray for the world around me to be sorted. A reconciled view of the cross says still the most important thing right now is to for me to be reconciled to God in love and empathy and kindness to walk with him in his reality and then to allow the flow of heaven through that reconciliation to transform my relationship with the world how are we living out friendship with God in this moment are we living out friendship with God or in our exhaustion and our confusion Have we reverted back to transactionalism in our life where we've just seen God 
as a shame remover and a sin forgiver and not as a friend. So I just like to pray if you want to invite God into that space again in your life, maybe you've just got a bit tired and reverted to the rope prayers like me, you know, down on the knees, sorting stuff. You've forgotten that God's in primary invitation to you is to friendship. I just want to pray and give the Spirit space to move in our lives in that way today. So, Father, we thank you, God, that yes, you did deal to our sin issue. You did deal to the things that kept us from you, but that you dealt with them in order so that we could know you as a friend. Holy Spirit, for those who are listening today who still struggle to say, God is my friend, God is my Father. God, would you fill them now with such an overwhelming sense of your wrapping your arms around them that they are transformed by the knowledge that your primary purpose in coming to us in Christ was to reach out, extend, and reconcile us to friendship with you. Do a miracle in us, God. Help us to abide at a time when chaos beckons us to be busy spiritually, emotionally. We love you, Father. Thank you for your